You're listening to the On The Rise podcast, the podcast for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs as we make our way to the top. Here is your host, known as the property shark, Mr. John Lee. Hey, what's up everyone? John Lee here, also known as The Property Shark, and welcome back to another episode of the On The Rise podcast. Today we have celebrity and award-winning chef with us, Trevor. Thank you so much for being on the podcast today, Trevor. Yeah, man. Uh, thanks for having me. Looking forward to it. Absolutely. Um, and Trevor, why don't you give people a quick introduction about yourself, uh, you know, for, for members out there and listeners that don't know about you. Yeah, my yeah. name is Trevor Bird. I own Fable Restaurant in Vancouver, BC. Um, you know, I guess my claim to fame was being on Top Chef Canada twice, uh, finalist both times, but never won either time. So, you know, second best for me is like the the winning. So that's what I'm used to. Um, I, I always call myself the best loser. Um, and uh yeah you know I'm, i got a family i got a four-year-old i got a pregnant wife I, uh, I i consider myself more of a food and beverage entrepreneur now than i do a chef which i'm like classically known as but i mean with the amount of stuff going on in my life i just i i find cooking really hard to fit into the rest of my life so it's probably one of the last things i get to do these days but i can organize the hell out of kitchens and set up systems and get everybody the tools they need to succeed in a kitchen so that's kind of where I'm at. That's amazing, Trevor. Um, and kind of take me back to to where this all began. Where did your culinary roots start from? Oh, man. Well, there's two, you know, like roads we can go down here. You can get like the surface level, like this is all I know, or you can get like the deep shit of like why I started cooking, which is pretty intense. But like, um on a psychological level like it's definitely it, i got put into kitchens for a very weird like my, my path like just led me there um but i mean it is the only job i've ever had uh i i started cooking when i was like 16 and i never left i you know that's how i got acceptance that's how i found my community that's how i uh stayed safe when i was younger and that that's i just buried my myself in kitchens and just cooked for you know 20 years wow wow and and did the the did you get it from from being at home you know like what were your parents amazing cooks? <laughs> no i i no. got it from wa- not wanting to be at home so you know like i grew up i had a pretty hard upbringing and uh it was my solace it was my escape it was my way to avoid everything else in my life like i just put everything else in the back burner when i was in the kitchen you know that that was my safe haven like that like the only thing that mattered was cooking the food that was right in front of you, taking care of the customers that were in front of you and like, you know, not knowing how you're going to pay rent and, and not like being able to uh, attend school and all this stuff was just like so overwhelming that the only way I could deal with it was, I guess we're going to call it like workaholism or uh, just being completely uh, distracted by such a, such a great opportunity. And from that, you know, from, from the challenges, um, how were you able to get yourself 
outside was it just by being distracted that that was kind of your escape and then through that you developed a passion for cooking um was, was that universal driving force behind it yeah i mean yeah, like, I, mean, like I, I think cooking became like an obsession almost like i i would read i mean t- every waking moment was reading cookbooks i used to read mag cooking magazines and remember all of the recipes and the processes of how to make them and then i would go through the magazine again and look at the pictures and recite like how to make it like when i was like 17 and 18 and it was just like it, it was like i just i was so obsessed with it uh and it's just because i just wanted to like do good at something like i wasn't i don't consider myself like a great at anything um i you know to be honest man i don't even consider myself like an amazing cook like yes i've been cooking for 20 years and i understand it a very like intricate level um but i just work way fucking harder than anybody else like and that and that's where i think my my succession came from was it's just like you put me in a room of people and it's like hey we gotta like figure this out and work it's like i will work 20 hours and everybody else is going to be tapping out before that so uh that's kind of my driving force of of how i remain stayed successful in a lot of in a lot of aspects of my life and just to give people an idea, you know, when you say you, you outworked everyone, you know, what, what bringing me back to kind of the beginnings of your, your journey, uh, how many hours were you putting into cooking, you know, aside from actually working in the kitchen, learning, diving yourself into magazine books, absorbing all the knowledge that you can, like how many hours did you put into this? Yeah. I mean, like it was, it was insane. I mean, I, 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 it never really let up and and you know like i i did it to the point that i wasn't honoring my own needs and honoring myself um i would when i started culinary school that's when it really started to take off and i got recognition from all my professors and all my chefs and all like who i work for i but also like i was i was hard up man like i i was on my own i had to i got kicked out of my house when i was 16 i had to finish high school work full time um and, and figure and navigate that all myself. So uh, when I was in school, it was like, it was like ride or die, man. It was like, if I don't do this, I'm going to be on the streets. And if I don't do this, I'm going to be, I'm not going to have things. And so it was like, I really had to push myself to, to make it or else I wasn't going to, I would, I couldn't go to anybody for anything. Like I, you know, there, it was very limited, my options to, to, to have any other way. So um, I would be spending, you know, I'd wake up at nine in the morning, go to school, uh, go to school and then work at night. And then, yeah, they were like 16, 18, 20 hour days sometimes. And that was just the way it is. And that just continued through on like your whole life. And then you get involved with the kitchens that require so much effort. And then you're at work at nine in the morning and then you do dinner service and then you clean the kitchen and then you drink beers and then it's two in the morning and then you go home and then you do it again and again and again. And then it just turns into this like cycle of, of being a chef and falling into the industry. And when you're young, it's, it's amazing. It's, it's so fun, you know? Um, and that was pre COVID mind you, I don't know what the, the whole world's going to be like after this thing, but, uh, for, for, for being a young 20, you know, 18 to 24 year old guy living that life, like going out, having beers with friends and like, um, learning how to be social at that age was, was incredible. And it taught me so, so much very thankful for that absolutely and you know for our listeners that are maybe going through some hardships in life you know maybe different maybe similar 
uh, you know, what, what would be one piece of advice that you would give yourself, uh, the, the 17, 18 year old self when you were kind of going through the, the turbulent times? Yeah. The, the, the big thing I think is like, no matter what happens, it's the world's giving you what you need and you're always right where you need to be. Um, and I have so many stories about letting the universe kind of take care of you. And, uh, I'm definitely a little bit more spiritual than I ever have been. And a little bit more grounded in that sense. But uh, when you think you're eating a shit sandwich and you think you're, you're having a hard time, it's for a reason. And it's there to build your resilience there to make you stronger. And um, as you, as you get older, uh, hopefully uh, you'll be able to see those, those blessings in disguise uh, because you know, like the, the big story that I always say is that it's like my hero journey. I'll try to compress it into two minutes here, but uh you know, at like 28, right before I got onto Top Chef, I was seriously considering a career change. And I was like, oh man, like, I don't want to, I don't want to like cook anymore. Like I'm not, I'm not making it anywhere. I was a line cook at Shangri-La for at John George when it first opened. And, uh, you know, I applied for, you know, sous chef positions and I was just like, I applied for management roles and nobody accepted me. I got turned away. Everybody was like, no, you're not like, you're not, you don't have enough management, which I did not but nobody like believed in me or something. And like, I, I took that really personally. So I was like, I'm going to get out of the industry. And then, uh, you know, shortly after that, my friend signed me up for top chef and then I got on top chef. So I was like, I really felt at 28, I was like pretty depressed and like, didn't really know like what I was going to do with my life. Cause all I was doing, all I've been doing is cooking. And, um, I got on top chef. I had zero expectations and then I ended up coming in second place, which I thought that I would have won and I should have won. That's, that's like my, I'll be an old man and be like, you know, I should have won Top Chef in 2012. Um, but uh, yeah, like if, if, if I would have gotten any of those promotions or applied for those jobs and got whatever I did and been like thinking what I want to get or letting what happened just happen, I wouldn't have been able to go on the show to build the life that I have today. And, you know, like in 2012, that, that was a catapult that like completely changed my life. That went from like, some regular line cook dude to like, Oh shit, I have the means to make connections, get money, uh, open a restaurant, learn about business. And it's like, I, I, I've kind of manifested that my whole life, but like that was the opportunity that really springboarded me off into that direction. So, I mean, like, I like, yeah, I was, I was in a really bad spot mentally, emotionally, physically, and not physically. I was pretty in shape then probably the best shape I've ever been in my life. But, um, yeah, I was having a hard time and yeah, like, like the universe just like put in front of me, like, this is it, this is for you. So yeah, that's, that's kind of where I'm at with that. And it's, it's, it's hard to accept. And the more we reject that, you know, the, the uncomfortable feelings and the, it's the worst it's going to get. And the more we can accept it and understand that it's there to take care of us, um, which takes a lot of work. You can't just be like, Oh, I get this. And it's cool. Like it takes, it takes a lot of, you know, sitting with it and understanding that. And uh, yeah, that's what I would say. Just be like, eat that shit sandwich. It's going to help you. I promise. I, I love the analogy that you give there. And it's just like, yeah, and it, people do. It's like, it's like literally like people say like eat shit and then for a couple of years or something. And then think there's a saying about like eat caviar for the rest of your life or, or something like that. Um, but, but I, I get, you know, you, when you, when you apply that, um, saying into your reality and kind of your journey, it makes sense just to more of accept what's going on in your life for whatever it is and 
do your best to navigate and work with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that being said, it's like it, it reminds me of uh, you know the overnight success where everybody thinks like, oh my god, like this company came out of nowhere, this person came out of nowhere and did this. It's like Trevor goes on Top Chef and like came out of nowhere. It's like fuck, man, I've been working like my balls off for a decade, if not more to get to that point, like, like 12 years of like hardcore cooking got me to that point. It's not like it was just like, I got on top chef and did good. I like, I like, I trained myself for that. Um, what knowing it or not, um, or, you know, you look at like big companies like Netflix, it's like, you know, you think Netflix was like, Oh, like that, that company came out of nowhere or like started in 2010. It's like that company like originally started in 1996 from like, mailing cds around you know like like these companies and like lululemon like that company started in like 1993 like when it was just like a startup and it's like we we i think that a lot of people that are trying to be on the rise or like make it they they they, they want to be that overnight success or they want to be that overnight tiktok star or instagram thing but it's like um that 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 whole pathway of making making it like you 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 run into a lot of challenges and learn and grow and fumble and trip and like overnight successes are bullshit. Like it doesn't exist. And it takes a lot of effort and a lot of grinding. And for, I, I don't know what your demographic of listeners are, but like for young dudes, like, man, it takes a long time. But if you start a business now, like, you know, in five years, it might be something, but like to, to expect like, uh, like I'm going to open this business and make millions of dollars. Like that's not the, that's not the trajectory. Like you, open a business, struggle, figure out how to make money, figure, learn your business. And then you start to make a little bit of profit and then you start to get inspired. And then you're like, Oh, I see how I can make a lot of money. And then you can turn the profit switch on. But that, that process takes years. And like you were saying for you getting, building up to that moment on being on top chef, you were grinding uh, for a decade or, or more than that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, like, fable was a was a manifestation of in the works for i'm going to say a decade as well like i knew at 18 years old i wanted to open a restaurant and like that that was the whole like i took i put a hundred dollars a month away uh from the time i was 18 for a restaurant because i knew i wanted to own one and that was kind of like the manifestation of that yeah and a lot of the times when you kind of look back um, the challenges that you're facing at this current moment, when you look back on it in a couple of years, they, you know, that's a, a blessing in disguise um, from your journey thus far, you know, what, what would you say has been um, the most rewarding part of it? You know, from, from being, you know, the circumstances you're in, you know, to grinding and getting into culinary school to working your, your way through the kitchen and then the opportunity of being in top and obviously now, having your own restaurants you know what what has been the most rewarding part of your journey yeah that's uh this is probably gonna go in a direction you're not expecting but uh creating the life that i have right now and uh it's not completely focused around the restaurant and it's not i'm not living my life to cook and i'm not living my life for the restaurant where that's how much that's how i lived my whole life and um you know the most rewarding part is my family my son my community and the the connections I've been able to make uh, from owning a restaurant and and it being able to give me the financial freedom to uh, you know go into uh, therapy and group workshops and uh, create this um, 
this life that I really want to build and not, I, I run my life. My life doesn't run me anymore. So that's the, uh, that's the biggest piece for me that I, that I think is beautiful. And, you know, there are like, even, even how completely, excuse my language, fucked up this situation is right now. Um, with COVID, like I, I, I have to say like this, this is for me personally, it is a blessing in disguise. Like I'll say it's, it's a lot of work running a failing business. Like it's pretty hard. Um, but this whole thing going on, like it's really allowing me to take a step back and, and look at, look at food business through a new lens and look at myself through a new lens where, you know, we, we've just been like, you, you get put in the hamster wheel and you just start playing that catch up game of like, Oh, I have to be this way. I'm a, I'm a fancy full service restaurant. I have to be this way and I have to be this way. And you come up with all these stories that attach to how you should be. But this is a really good break of like, whoa, whoa. Like, I don't have to be any way that I thought I had to be. I, I'm, you know, I'm making like, I'm like a soup kitchen right now. And, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's actually really nice. Like, it's, it's, it's fun. I enjoy it. The guys are doing good. It takes a less staff. We're all motivated. And it's, it's amazing. And it doesn't feel like it's like such a grind right now. Like, it is a grind, but it doesn't feel like running a full service lunch dinner restaurant is way more of a grind like it's just so much work and so much effort and so much management and so much money and like just like this reset in our economy is almost it's like a breath of fresh air for me and I'm like oh like just ease off the pressure a little bit just take off that tension just a little bit because you know we we our whole economy was running at like a redlining like it was just like revving too high um, if one thing slipped it would all fall apart and that's basically what happened. So we're, we're going to have to kind of figure out the new norm. Um, that being said, I think that, uh, you know, I, our government is doing a fantastic job at what they are doing. Um, I think that maybe they just personally, they could kind of, you know, wheel it back a little bit. Like they're, they're spending a lot of fucking money right now and people keep on asking for more and they keep on giving more. And it's like, I don't think people understand that like, you know, it's great that we're getting this money now, but we are going to get absolutely shit kicked with taxes in the next five years. And it's like, you know, a full service restaurant is already running on tight margins. And like our, our taxes are going to have to increase by, I'm going to say 10 to 20% um, to recover from this economic downturn. And people think that like bailouts are free money. It's like, no, 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 no. That's a big loan. Like a bailout is just a huge loan. Like if a you know, like if the airport or Air Canada wants a bailout, the government's lending them billions of dollars. Like they have to pay interest on that. It's like, it's not free money. If they're bailing out the oil companies, it's, it's loan on an interest. And it's like, it's not, they're not just giving the money. It's like, hey, I'm screwed here. So it's like, okay, here's a $1 billion loan with interest that you have to pay back. And I think that there's a lot of education that needs to happen around what's going on right now because people just want free handouts, but nothing's free. Like you're like, oh, like give me this. And then our taxes are going to raise. And then people are going, you can't raise our taxes. That's bullshit. It's like, you can't have everything, man. Like you can't just live in a country where you're spoon fed your whole life. You need to like understand that there's a give and take. And it's like great that we're getting this rent relief. It made, it made me feel better. Um, but speaking very frankly, like there's a huge possibility right now that my business is not going to pull through this. If we, if we can't come up with like a solution and I, my landlord's not willing to work with me and you know, there's, there's a, there's a million different factors out there that can play into this. Like there's a, there's a big chance that this is like bankruptcy bill. And you know, I have no shame in that because the whole country is in the same boat 
and full service restaurants are not going to be the thing of the future. Like, it, it, you know, we had a broken model to start and this exposed all of its weaknesses in its nth degree. Um, and we're like, Hey, we need help. And people that don't understand are like, Hey, give us money for free, which doesn't make any sense uh, for our, for our national economy. Um, and they expect more and more and more. And it's like, shit, man, like they just, they, they made the loan, a $40,000 loan with like a click of a button, like fill in your name. Here's $40,000 on like an interest-free loan. And if you pay it back before 2020, they give you 10, like, fuck, that is amazing. Thank you, Canada. Cause I mean, you look at Mexico and they're just like running around with the, the chickens with their head cut off, like every business for their own. They're just screwed. Like no, no, nobody's coming to help them. Um, you look at the states and like they're being lied to constantly about this virus and like the amount of fear mongering like oh yeah like just like turning a blind eye to it like it's nuts and um, yeah I think that this uh, this whole new landscape we're going to need to really look at business in a new light and um, hopefully we can come like full service restaurants can come back from this with a little bit smarter head on and the one thing that I'm learning from this John is like um, I don't need to be for everybody. Like, like in the, in the full service restaurant industry, like we're like, yes, men, right. We always want to please everybody possible. And it's like, it's like, no, man, I just need to make it work for, for the business. And if you like it, you like it. And if you don't like, that's, that's okay. Like you just, there's a, there's other restaurants out there. So I think that, uh, you know, customers expectations are going to need to change in the near future of like what they expect when they go out to eat. Um, because I'm not, I'm not going to have, five cooks doing service anymore because I can't afford it. Um, I'm not going to have too many servers on because I can't afford it. Um, I'm going to do the best I can and we're going to see what happens. And I'm probably not even going to open as a full service restaurant to start. I'm going to open as like a quick service restaurant with counter service because that's what makes sense right now with social distancing, uh, you know, the lack of staff that are, that are going to be able to work that I can afford to pay. Um, so we're entering this like really crazy new landscape and I wish all the restaurateurs out there good luck um, and uh, know that nobody's alone in this and there's no shame in, in not being able to make it like this is this is a catastrophic event that I, I believe I don't know because I wasn't born or there but I believe that this is equally up against the Great Depression and I feel like in the next year we are really really going to feel that that's my that's a big rant there but yeah, I know I'm totally on board with you on that too. And the whole idea of, you know, people asking, asking, even from then on, it's like people feel like they are entitled to, to this money that the government is handing out, but there's always a price tag attached to that. So, for sure. Uh, and a lot of people, their mindset now is, okay, like, how can I get my hands on the free money versus like, okay, how can I not get that free money to help alleviate kind of the problems and, and pay? I really, I really, I really felt like an adult. I, uh, I got an email being like, sign this petition because we need more rent relief. And I was like, I was like, what, like, what, how do you want more rent relief? Like the government's going to pay 50% of our lease. I'm going to pay 25% and the landlord's going to pay 25%. And you want more than that. Like I, I, I wrote them back and I was like, what planet are you on? Like, what do you, how do you think this is a good idea? Um, not that aggressively, of course, I was a little bit more gentler in my, my delivery, but like, just, just pointing out like, man, just take what we got, like, come on here. Right. And, uh, yeah. So I felt like I was adulting pretty hard there. Um, yeah. 
And um, I know you are more of a spiritual um, person, and you know, let, let, I'll, I'll, I like to put put a nicer way to, to 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 say what we're going through as a special time. And um, you've had many blessings that you've said have come out of this. And what would you say would be you know the, the biggest blessing um, or positive thing that has happened because of this special time for you? Yeah, I mean, you know, I just reflected, like I was just on my exercise this morning. You, you caught me like five minutes. I was going to come home, take a shower and go do work, but you caught me at a good time. Um, on my run this morning, um, I was just reflecting on like, like, I don't know why I haven't really got to the bottom of it yet, but this is honestly like one of the best weeks of my life. Like I am, I've been so grounded and so okay with how messed up everything is. and just accepting of everything that's happening and not attaching to it, not getting angry at it, not holding resentment to anything or anyone. Um, I'm, I'm enjoying the, the space that I have to, to process everything. I'm spending incredible one-on-one -on -one time with my son. Um, and like that in itself, it's like, this is honestly, like I said, it's like one of the best weeks of my life. Like the past three days have been like, I don't even know what, I can't even put it into words. And it's not even like, I'm not even like excited. Like I'm not like super excited about it. I'm, I'm just like, I'm good. Like I'm, and that for me is like, that's probably one of the most beautiful things that can, has come out of this so far. Just being grounded. I think you mentioned multiple times being grounded I, kind of not you know if we put it into a spectrum of just being at zero right like or one and just maintaining your energy and your composure and, and you just being there instead of people fluctuating between excitement or anxiety right yeah. you kind of leveled off and that's where you feel that you have you're in control of the situation and whatever is going on outside it could fluctuate but you're here yeah and that's powerful to, to be able to really dive into that yeah man good recognition and it's like uh you know like there's there's shit happening every day my staff is like what's going on here this that and it's like no matter what direction i'm pulled in like or what what's happening it's like i feel like i don't i just feel confident and i don't need to like i don't need to make it about me i don't need to fix anything there's nothing i can fix and it's just yeah it's it's a beautiful space to be in so you know to answer your question i'd say like I'm living it in this very moment right now. I'm like having conversations like this is definitely like this, this lights me up. Like I love talking about how to be grounded, how to, how to, how to handle challenges. You know, like I love just like jamming on this with people and uh, yeah. So. That, that, that. That's amazing, Trevor. And, you know, thank you again for, for your time. You know, you got a lot on your plate right now and, and you know, we're, we're really grateful that you can hear your point of view on all this. Um, if, if there was, you know, one piece of, I guess, advice or encouragement that you can give your, your fellow restaurant peers, um, what would you say to them? Uh, you know, the big, the big message that I'm trying to convey right now, I mean, I, I've been off social media because social media is, I don't, I don't like it. Like it doesn't do good things for me. Um, it doesn't serve me in a good way. Um, I play a lot of the comparison games. I feel really insignificant when I look at social media. Um, it, it's a big mind game for me. And like, I've been off of it and I, and I'm, I'm just trying to like navigate. I, I also busy as hell. So I'm trying to navigate like, <laughs> 
what what my next step is, and I don't really have time for it. But I do I do enjoy speaking like things like this to to the mass public. As like um, with the comparison game, it's uh, you know like everybody's in a shit situation right now. Nobody's killing it, and if somebody is killing it, they are you know the point zero zero one percent, and you cannot compare yourself to that. You cannot um, attach to that and say. I need to be doing more. And I've done this myself. Like I've, I've been guilty of this over the past month. It's like, I feel like I'm not doing enough. I feel like I'm not good enough. I feel like I'm like, um, not, not offering the community enough. And it's like, um, then it's just, that's just a part of me that feels that way. But know that, you know, I have a pretty strong social media feed with like, you know, I feel like I'm even, even, um, adding to this whole, this whole thing of like, like I have a good social media feed. People are like, you're doing so much, you're doing great. And it's like, oh, well, I'm, I'm glad that's the message that's portrayed, but really I'm, I'm struggling. Like I'm not doing great <laughs> financially or business wise. Um, like, so it's, so it's like, uh, you know, like social media is a, and, and what's going on right now, like everybody's going to want to pump themselves up and stuff. And I think that there's a lot of strength right now in vulnerability and just being open and honest, but like, it's always good to let people know what we're doing and using social media for that, but don't attach to that highlight reel. Like don't, think that just because somebody's like advertising takeout is like that's what advertisements are it's like look at what we can do but that doesn't mean you're doing amazing like like we are like my my business dropped 92 percent in revenue and i'm and i'm like trying to make it so it's like even though it looks like we're doing all this shit together and like we're pulling like i have i'm thankful that I've, i started a couple of charity things going on and that's helping out a little bit but it's like it's still not making a business work like I'm, I'm still losing money every month. I'm still struggling. And it's like, just know that we are all in the same boat. And even though that you hear that your fellow restaurateur, you know, hired some people back on staff and you're like, Oh, maybe I haven't yet. Like, don't compare yourself to that. Like it's, it's a fucking hard landscape right now. And it's really shitty. And like, just be okay with where you're at and where you're at is exactly where you need to be. And you are enough and you know, you're trying your best and just, just sit with that just be okay with it because um, like I said, nobody is crushing it right now. That's, that's really amazing to, to hear you say that um, again, bring about to be grounded, but, but also that, that you the, the drastic from revenue is hard. I mean, from your point of view, how have you been? I know you're grounded, Trevor. Um, have you been able to kind of navigate the ship where you know the, the future is unknown and it's hard to plan ahead because we don't know how much longer or the limiting effect of the special time is? Um, how are you able to, to do your best to plan and navigate? Um, I don't think that we can plan too much. Uh, and there's, uh, you know, I've been on a pretty long spiritual journey. It's like three or four years now, and I still can continue for the rest of my life. But I think that just letting the external circumstances happen to you and like, like the, the, the 12 steps of AA, you know, one of them is, uh, I, I don't know cause I'm not in it, but I'm just saying like, uh, know the things that I can control and know the things that I can't. Um, and what I can control is how I, react how i interact with what's happening um but i cannot control with what's happening i cannot control the global economy i cannot control how many people are coming into fable i cannot control you know how much people donate i cannot control if i'm going to make it through this or not that's completely out of my control and the less that i try to control that there's a lot of freedom in that 
Um, and just knowing that, uh, but, you know, I'm going to live. My son and my wife don't give a shit whether I have a business or not. Um, as long as, as long as I'm here for them, that's, that's what matters. And they're, they're one of my top priorities because if everything, like if you make your business a top priority and your family was on the back burner and now you enter this realm, you know, like you, you need your, you need your rocks, you need your people to be with you and you need your, your community to, to lift you up. So it's like, make sure your priorities are on straight. And, uh, yeah, with like, I'm so happy that I'm, I have my family right now because you know, my business is just a thing. And if this fails, you know, in five years, I'm going to have, I'm going to have something else, whatever it is. I don't know what, but it's going to be something. Um, it's going to be different than it is now. And that's okay. And yeah, just knowing, just having the faith, like, and I don't mean that in a religious sense, but the, the faith that everything's going to work out, you're going to live, you're going to make it, you know, you're strong, you're resilient, you're smart, you've made it this far in life. You know, there's, there's plenty of other options out there to, to figure it out and, and we're all going to figure it out. And it's just like putting that on and how are you going to interact with that unknown of figuring it out? And yeah, it's, it's hard, but um, everything that you know, it is, is it's like, Oh my God, my world's crumbling around me. And it's like, if, you know, my, my big thing is like, if you are scared and if you have a lot of anxiety around this um, you know, there, if it's at all possible, like, like, find communities for support and they exist. Um, and I would be happy to point anybody in the right direction out there because I, I've been I'm very involved in like the self-development community and people just help support people through anxiety, depression, whatever. Um, so if anybody needs any help, like I mean, you can reach out to me on social, Chef Trevor Bird and like, just be like, hey, struggling, where can I go? Or, you know, just, just an accepting community that can that can kind of make space for your, your big emotions right now because everybody's struggling and there's, there's a lot of uh, coaches out there and psychologists and people that, that are offering it at uh, good rates they're doing group workshops to, to help you navigate this because it is a very emotional time for a lot of people. Absolutely. Trevor, I think you really brought up a really important point. Um, again, with social media and, and the highlight reel, it feels like people are, trying to put themselves in a better way to help the community. Um, but it's important for people to kind of take a step back, back to kind of reflect on how they're doing mentally. Um, and mental health is, is really important, especially during this time. Um, you know, how, how can one, again, like from your point of view, um, if they're local here in Vancouver, you know, what can people do to, find a, a community where they feel safe to kind of sell their beans and, and share what they're going through and just have that support system around them. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of um, communities in Vancouver. Um, I'm a part of a couple of digital ones. Um, and, you know, they're, they're all looking to make an impact and they're all looking to grow. So uh, it's... I like there's there are local ones that that exist um but I'm mainly like internet based and zoom based right now because everybody's on zoom conference meetings constantly so that's how it's working right now but uh you know there's samurai brotherhood which is a lovely group of community that that makes space for for it's specifically for men um that make uh room for for men's emotions and they you know you get together and you get on a call or a group setting when we can again um 
and they're, they're called men's circles. If you've never heard about them, just Google it. There's great information out there about men's circles. Um, and it's just basically a safe space where you can share your, share your shame or share your, your what you, what's going on for you, why you feel anxious. Like, Hey guys, I feel anxious. And then people can kind of help you navigate why you might be feeling like that. Um, but there's Samurai Brotherhood for men. There is um, Rising Woman for women. Um, I don't know of too many co-ed uh, ones. There is uh, Man Talks community on Facebook. Um, there's the Man Talks Alliance, which is like a paid subscri subscription, but the value in there is crazy good in terms of like the conversation, the, the, the community. Uh, and it's, it's a, it, that's a worldwide uh, network. There's people from all over the world there and uh, great conversations in there. That's probably my favorite one right now. Um, and uh, yeah, like just, if you just Google like men's circles and then, you know, once you, once you dip your toe in, there's, there's a whole, like we all live in our own little bubbles and it's hard to like kind of get your, your foot into the door. But like, once you dip your foot in, there's a whole world out there of, of support that does exist. And, uh, and uh, yeah, just, just having faith and taking that, taking that step is, is a, is a big one. And it's not easy, you know, cause like everybody thinks like, oh, I got this, like, I'm good. I don't need help. You know, but like taking that that vulnerable step into it um, is like that's you're you're already seventy percent of the way there once you do that, and then the work starts. And um, from your point of view, Trevor, you know, after people take care of themselves, um, obviously they be in a better spot to maybe help out the community. Um, and a lot of people are, are preaching, you know, support local, buy local, shop local. Um, as a, a consumer um, who lives in this community, you know, of Vancouver, um, you know, how, how, how can one help out, you know, restaurant owners or um, other local businesses, coffee shops, you know, how, how can we help out? I mean, everybody's doing everything they can, right? I mean, money is, is scarce right now. People don't have jobs to pay for things. So uh, the, I'm going to say just heat out as much as you can, as realistic as that is for you. Um, but I mean, beyond that, how realistic is that? You know, like, like right now, creativity and food and kitchens like need to take a back seat. It's not about who can do the coolest dish or the coolest this, the coolest that. It's like feed people. People are hungry. Make a difference. Like, make a soup that somebody can take home and eat because they don't have enough time in their day because they're so overwhelmed at the hospital or their anxiety doesn't allow them to do something else. But it's like right now it's just about producing like nutritious, nutritionally dense food for people. So um, that's, that's from the restaurant perspective, but from the customer perspective, it's like, you know, well, what can I say? It's like, just eat, <laughs> eat out as much as you can, as realistic as it is for you. And that would help us at the most. But I mean, um, donate if you can uh, to there's plenty of charities I just uh, got got going with this one called the food coalition which uh, we are helping out like a probably seven to ten restaurants where we're crowd pooling we, uh, we have we've almost raised two hundred thousand dollars so far and then uh, uh, we are feeding the downtown east side anybody that needs it anybody that is in need of food it's like and if anybody does need food out of fable um, reach out like we will feed you. I have so many donations and I'm, I'm like giving away uh, three to 400 meals a week to the women's and children's hospital. Um, you know, and we're giving away a thousand meals a week to the food coalition right now. So uh, that being said, like if you are hungry, like I got your back, you know, just send us a message and be like, Hey, little, you know, shitty situation. 
would love some stuff and we'll definitely set you up with some food. Um, but I mean, you know, you, you can't like, like I said, I mean, business right now is completely upside down. So it's not like I can depend on anybody to really fix it or anything. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's my thoughts on that. That's absolutely amazing, Trevor. And again, you know, as much as you can or what your budget or wallets will allow, um, and do anything you can to support the, the charities, whether locally, um, or like Trevor mentioned, there's like the food coalition, um, or you can reach out to Trevor, um, if you're in need of food, I think it's amazing how, um, the community has really been able to kind of come together, um, during this time like this, where it feels like everyone is isolated, but somehow we find a way to kind of come together, um, to help each other out. And I think that's, that's beautiful what's what's happening here and what you're doing to trevor again um given the the current circumstances you're finding ways to really help out um and and do your best to, to, to really really give back and, and that's i think that's absolutely amazing what you're doing so thank you for that trevor thank you thank you and trevor to wrap things up here um I, i'm curious to hear um what what your what it was like when when you finally opened up Fable. just to, to to bring things back a little bit uh what what were you feeling um what were the emotions when you opened up your first restaurant and and that dream that you wrote down when you were 18 years old on a piece of paper on, on a booklet um just to inspire people to, to really go out there and 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 do it it was the hardest thing I've ever done in my life and it was scary as hell. And, uh, but you know, like I, I feel like I've, I've been in a lot of really scary situations before. So it was like, I was kind of used to it. Um, but it was definitely like, I, I, I opened that restaurant. I had no business experience. I had no, like, I was never, like I was a chef at a couple places, but like, I was never like really truly leading owning a team. So, um, you know, if you think you have a drive out there and you think you have something that you want to accomplish, just take the leap. Life will give you what you need to figure it out. But just, just do it. That's all I can say. That's wonderful, Trevor. And um, how can people reach out to you, you know, if they want to learn more about how they can uh, maybe donate and, and help out the community or, or if they need food or if they, they need some community to, for mental support? Um, where can people find you and, and reach out to you? Uh, for any for any kind of support that you guys need that I can help point you in the right direction, um, I do coach a couple of people personally just because I do love it so much. Uh, but you can reach out to me at Trevor Bird, Chef Trevor Bird on Instagram, uh, Trevor at FableKitchen.ca for an email if you just want to touch base. Uh, if you do need food, uh, reach out to Fable. It would probably be answered a lot quicker than myself. Um, and that's, you know, there's, you just Google it or you can call or, you know, it's, it's pretty easy. Social media is pretty easy to figure out. Um, uh, at Fable Kitchen uh, for Instagram, Fable Kitchen on Facebook, uh, food at Fable Kitchen for email. And for myself, I'm only really on Instagram and uh, that's about it. So. Well, thank you again, Trevor. Um, it has been so nice talking to you. Um, and for you to really share your journey um, from your upbringing to, you know, being a chef and, and, you know, eventually opening your business and 
most importantly, um, be able to, to learn about your spiritual journey. And I think just bring to light um, mental health um, and that, you know, it's okay. It's okay to, to not feel okay. Um, and it's okay to not know or not plan ahead for the future because you really can't. But just be grounded um, and the ability to feel like you have control over your situation right now um, is really powerful. Um, and beyond that, again, thank you on behalf of the community of what you're doing with the Food Coalition and being able to help feed, um, you know, the, the children, uh, all these charities, organizations, people in downtown East Side. So thank you for doing your part um, in helping out the community. Um, and uh, we're really grateful to, to have you on today. Thanks, John. Appreciate it, Trevor. And uh, we'll talk soon. Yeah. Okay. Take care. Thank you for listening to the On The Rise podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. The music composition and vocals is done by Graham Best. Your host, of course, is the property shark, Mr. John Lee. Have a wonderful day, and we will, of course, see you next time on our way to the top. Cheers. Cheers.